Greetings and welcome to the Mount Calvary Nation podcast hosted by Mount Calvary Baptist Church in Dayton, Ohio, where our pastor is the Reverend S.N. Winston Jr. We thank you for joining us and hope that this episode blesses you. Good morning, Mount Calvary. I'd like to welcome all who in-house and virtually that are visiting today. We hope your visit today will be pleasant. We'd like to start off with our text and prayer. If you would all stand with me while I read. We're coming from 2 Timothy, 2nd chapter, 15th and 16th verse. Be diligent to present yourself approved to God worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightfully dividing the word of truth, but shun profane and idle babblings, for they will increase the word of ungodliness. And I bow your heads with me as we pray. Lord, we come to you as humbly as we know how. Lord, I'd like to thank you, and I'd like to be in your, be, thank you for being in your presence. Understanding, Lord, that I'm a student of your word being appreciative, Lord, being appreciative of not being of elementary mind anymore, Lord, of your expansion of my understanding of you. It is a responsibility, Lord, and I take it very serious. I've grown up in your word, Lord, and I've grown closer to you because of your word. The power that you have for me, the power that you have for this congregation, the power you have for your people, Lord, is in the understanding of what it is you have in this Bible. We, we as a, as a, as a Christian nation have to be able to understand that we get stuck sometimes, Lord, we get stuck sometimes in elementary thought as far as your word. We don't reach for more. We get comfortable, Lord. I get comfortable, Lord. I've been convicted, Lord, with, with, with not doing my best and not putting my best forward, Lord, and, and it shows. But the closer I get to you, Lord, the more evidence you give me that you are real. Lord, I keep praying and I, and I, and I keep working and, and I haven't been in the presence of your house, but I haven't been closer to you in my life, Lord. I just thank you in advance. I have no wants and I, I, and, and I, and I ask nothing now, Lord, you have done your part and I am here doing my part. These and all of the blessings I thank in your name. Amen. Can we give God a hand of praise? He's been so good to us. We all woke up this morning, didn't we? And he started us on our day. If you don't mind, you stand for a praise and worship, please. In Revelations, it says that he stands at the door and knocks. And anybody that hears him and receives him, he will come in. Today, we are going to invite him in all together. Amen? Amen. Now, we're going to be a choir of one, the audience choir, and then this choir up here. So, all together, okay? Okay. 
This is where he lives. Welcome. 
again as we lift our hands as we lift as we lift our hands as we lift our hearts oh over to your name what a wonderful savior we serve what a wonderful savior he is Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you. You may be seated. Blessed be God who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. And then he has seated us in heavenly places right where those spiritual blessings are. We're grateful just to be here, just to have come through another week. The Lord has brought us there is not one single need that we have that has gone unmet our God is awesome for those of you who are worshiping here in the sanctuary we welcome you we are glad that you've chosen to worship with us in these uh, challenging times we're masked up we are spaced out by household but you're here and we're grateful that you are here if you are visiting with us, if you don't consider yourself a part of the Mount Calvary family, if you don't mind and if you're able, would you stand so we can see who you are? We want to see who you are. God bless you. God bless you. Come on, Mount Calvary, let's make them feel welcome. Let them know how we feel about them. Come on, let's sing we welcome you into Mount Calvary, this house of worship. So glad you came, exalt his name, let's lift him up today. 
That's what we're about. Revealing the glory of God's kingdom. Transforming lives. That's why we exist. Through love, with diversity, with excellence, prayer and integrity, we welcome you. Welcome, welcome. And to those who are joining us online this morning in the e-congregation, we want you to know that you are welcome. We're glad that you've chosen to worship with us virtually. Most of us are still online. We're grateful for the technology that allows us to worship together virtually during this pandemic. And we are grateful for the people behind the technology who make it possible every week for us to be together. Welcome. And um, is this the Oglesby family? This is the Oglesby family. Are y'all any relation? We used to have a member here who was Jean Oglesby. Are y'all any relation to her that you know of? Not that you know of? Okay, well, we're glad to have you. We're glad you're here. Welcome. Reverend William Stringer, are you here? There he is. I've got a church membership certificate for you. He has recently completed new member orientation. This is presented to Reverend William Stringer in recognition of his successful completion of the prescribed requirements for full membership in the Mount Calvary Missionary Baptist Church that entitles him to all rights, benefits, and privileges of this fellowship this 28th day of August 2022. Welcome, sir. Welcome officially. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And Sister Janice Stringer. God bless you. Welcome officially. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. We do have some cards of thanks. Um, Sister Eunice Andrews thanks us for the, uh, for the senior salute. Thank you for the scripture cards. Uh, and she was able to get her favorite ice cream. Uh, she sends thanks. Also, Miss Riri. Miss um, <laughs> Riri thanks the church family. Um, and thanks, she's thankful to God for her mama dragging her to Sunday school and usher practice in every meeting she had. <laughs> Good. She's grateful just to be a part of the Mount Calvary family. Ms. Marisha Collins also sent me uh, something to share with you. My sincere thanks to my Mount Calvary family for all of your donations to my classroom. You don't know what it means to know that each of my students will have all they need to be successful this school year. You are amazing. A special thank you to Lady C and her team for putting this all together, Marisha Collins. 
And speaking of schools, don't forget that we are entering into partnership with Valerie School uh, just around the corner. We are going to, um, Ms. KK has met with the principal so they can get what their needs are to us. And, uh, and we'll make sure as a church family that we partner with them so that Valerie is uh, lacking in nothing this school year. Uh, whether it's people resources or school supply resources, whatever, we'll make sure it happens. If you want to work on that team, uh, Ms. KK couldn't be here today, but her, uh, you can text her at 937-241-7173. 937-241-7173. You can text Ms. Kalila. She does, she does have a real name. Would you keep uh, Sister Jamila Sneed in your prayers? Um, she is the one whose baby was blessed last week. Her father, Darian Culpepper, passed uh, this week. We don't have information on the services yet, uh, but as soon as we know, we'll make those public. Also, keep uh, Miss Debbie Waters and her family in your prayer, Miss Nicole. Miss uh, Debbie, Debbie's brother, Rick Moyer, passed. Uh, on Friday, would you please keep him, keep that family in your prayers, and keep your ear to the ground uh, as to whether or not, or as to when uh, the service is. There is one adjustment on your sick list. David Porter is at home now. Praise God. Uh, for the women's ministry, if you uh, prepaid for your shirts, they are here. And, uh, and they will be in the lobby just after church. I think that's all I have for you. Um, the baptism uh, ministry, the Phoebe ministry, and the deacons are going to come now with baptism. And then we'll head into our study for today in uh, Luke chapter 18. Greetings, saints of Mount Calvary Missionary Baptist Church. May God's blessing be upon all who are present and those who are joining us virtually as well. The Phoebe Ministry welcomes you to witness the transformational power of salvation. Romans 6, 4 states, Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so, we also should walk in newness of life. I am Teresa Mack, and this is our candidate for baptism, Dazlin Harris. I give myself away. I give myself away so you can use me. I give Based upon your profession of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, I baptize you, my sister, in the name of the Father, 
and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. I give myself away. I give myself away so you can use me. Let's thank God for Miss Harris, who has recently given her life to Christ and entered into believer's baptism today. Um, just, just for your information, um, I, I know it's out of the ordinary that, that, we were, that we're baptizing several times a month, um, but uh, while we are in this COVID season, uh, we're only baptizing from one household at a time, uh, and so that we can uh, keep up because people are uh, online and in person, people are still giving their lives to Christ, praise God. And... Uh, and so certainly we appreciate the Phoebe ministry uh, and we appreciate the deacons for their service and for being willing um, to baptize as many times as necessary uh, in order to get all of those who want to give their lives to Christ. We're grateful for them. I would uh, also just uh, point out that Miss Kim's uh, parents, my wife's uncle and aunt from uh, all the way from uh, Arizona are here. God bless you. Good to see you and welcome. Is that me flat? All right. I have a faith. That sees the invisible, expects the incredible, receives the impossible. Faith that can conquer anything. Faith that uproots my problems. Faith to know that God can solve them. Faith to envision my freedom. I have a faith that can conquer any, anything. Faith to reach the unreachable. Faith to fight the unbeatable. Faith to remove the unmovable. 
faith that withstands the invincible faith that can conquer anything hallelujah yes faith to reach the unreachable faith to fight the unbeatable faith to remove the unmovable faith that withstands the invincible faith that can conquer anything oh faith that can conquer any anything oh faith faith to fight the unbeatable faith to remove the unmovable faith that withstands the invincible faith
Ms. Davis, I know that's your testimony. Miss <laughs> Debbie, I know you know. I know you know. I know you know. Luke 18 is where we're going. You know, that's how we conquer, right? This is, this is how we overcome even our faith. We're going to get to the scripture. Just look at somebody. Tell them, I believe. I really do. I really do. I believe. I believe God. I believe what he says about me. I believe what his word says. I believe his word is true. I believe God. That's how I know I got the victory because I... I believe God. Luke 18. At verse 35. New International Version says this. As Jesus approached Jericho, a blind man was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard, when he heard the crowd going by, he asked what was happening. They told him, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. He called out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Those who led the way rebuked him and told him to be quiet. But he shouted all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and ordered the man to be brought to him. When he came near, Jesus asked him, what do you want me to do for you? Lord, I want to see, he replied. Jesus said to him, receive your sight, your faith has healed you. Verses 35 through 42 of Luke chapter 18. I want to preach for just a little bit from the subject, faith that won't let me quit. You can be seated. Faith that won't let me quit. I've preached this passage of scripture before, but as we're getting ready to embark on our study of prayer in the coming months, I was asking the Lord, where do we start with a conversation about prayer? And I believe the Lord impressed upon me that we need to start that study with a conversation about faith. Because it will be impossible to believe in prayer if we don't believe 
And so this morning I want to preach for a little while from the subject faith that won't let me quit. In this story, there is a man with an impediment, a man with a burden, a defect, a disadvantage, an obstacle, a hindrance. And we can imagine that because of his handicap, because of his blindness, he has not been able to work. And if he can't work, he can't get paid. And if he can't get paid, he can't sustain himself. And because he cannot sustain himself, he has been reduced to sitting by the side of the road begging waiting for someone to come along, hoping that someone will be moved by his roadside begging. But before we feel too bad for this man with this burden, with this disadvantage, with this obstacle, with this hindrance, with this impediment, notice that he does not have sight, but he knows how to use what he does have. He's without sight, but he's not without everything. He doesn't have sight, but he's got ears, and he's got a mouth. And if you let me just say parenthetically, don't let one impediment, one disadvantage, one obstacle, one hindrance, don't let that stop you from getting what you need. And I don't know what your impediment is, and everybody has at least one. You were born poor. That's a burden in this country. You were born black. That's an impediment in America. You didn't finish your degree. That's an impediment in the workforce. Maybe it's an illness. Maybe it's your background. I don't know. Uh, you may be disadvantaged in one area or another, but you've got to learn how to use what you do have instead of being stuck because of what you don't have. This man has his hearing, and so he heard the crowd going by. Don't discount hearing. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That is our first stopping point this morning, the development of his faith. When you can't see, hear me, when you cannot see, that's when faith is developed. When all you've got is what you've heard, that's when our faith is developed. Right? When you heard by his stripe, we are healed, but you can't see it. Right? That's when faith is developed. When you've heard that the seed of the righteous shall be delivered, but you can't see it, that's when your faith is developed. When you've heard, but my God shall supply all my need, but it doesn't look like it. That's when your faith is developed. When you've heard the joy of the Lord is my strength, but you don't see joy or strength. 
that's when faith is developed in those times when we can't see Lord I need you to show me well if he would show you the whole thing you wouldn't need faith because this is not a sight walk this is a faith walk we walk by faith and not by sight. His hearing prompts him to use something else that he has. He hears that Jesus is coming by and so that prompts him to use his mouth. Use what you have. So he asked, what's going on here? What's all this fuss about? And they answered, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by and he lets his mouth go to work. He calls out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. His ears helped in the development of his faith. He heard Jesus of Nazareth was coming by. Obviously, he had heard something about this Jesus of Nazareth. Obviously, he had heard something about Jesus. Obviously, he knew who Jesus was. Maybe he heard about Jesus turning water into the best wine. Maybe he heard about Jesus healing the royal official's son or Peter's mother-in-law. Maybe he knew one of the lepers that Jesus healed or the man with the withered hand. Maybe he attended that funeral that Jesus stopped the procession and brought the boy back to life. Perhaps he heard about the woman with the issue of blood or the man with the demon in the cemetery. Maybe he had heard about the man who had been laid by the pool for all those years waiting to get into the troubled water. Or maybe he heard about when Jesus fed 5,000 men with that little boy's lunch. Whatever the case, this man's hearing aided in the development of his faith. But now with his mouth, He's able to make a declaration of his faith. That's our second point, a declaration of faith. We talked about it a little bit last week. Announce his word and watch him work. Y'all remember that? He lets his mouth go to work. Jesus, son of David. You got to understand, when the crowd tells him what's going on, they don't say Jesus, son of David, is coming. They say Jesus of Nazareth. But when his mouth gets a hold of it, he proclaims what he knows about this Jesus. He proclaims Jesus, son of David. This is a recognition of Jesus as the Messiah. This blind man is connecting Jesus to David's line. He's saying, you're the one we've been waiting for. You're the deliverer that we've been hoping for. You are the fulfillment of all the Old Testament prophecies. This is a term, son of David, that would have been used by those who need mercy or healing. You remember the woman whose daughter was tormented by demons and she can... Uh, by demons and she confessed him as Jesus son of David this declaration of faith in is about who he is not just what he can do let me say it again this declaration of faith is about who he is and not just about what he can do so often we get stuck at what he can do for us that we don't get the point of who he is to us So we will only praise him when he does. 
and have trouble worshiping him for who he is. When we recognize who he is, our worship will be a little different. Because then we'll be able to say like Job, the Lord gave and the Lord has taken away, but still I'll bless his name. <laughs> when we recognize who he is, our praying will be a little different. This man's prayer was simply this, have mercy on me. I've talked about it before. You, Y'all know how effective I believe that prayer is. Lord, have mercy. Whatever you do for me, it's of grace. I'm not asking because I feel like you owe me. I just need you to have mercy on me. Can I tell you something? God does not owe us and he never will. As your pastor, I feel like I have to say it again because I've heard so much erroneous teaching about how we put God in our debt. The devil is a liar. You cannot tithe enough to put him in your debt. You can't give enough to put him in your debt. You can't pray enough to put him in your debt. You can't, listen, God will never owe us a thing. And so our primary prayer ought to be, Lord, have mercy because you don't owe me a thing. I'm almost done. Those who led the way, the ones who already had sight, the ones who were already walking with him, they rebuked him. They rebuked the man. They scolded the man. They told him to be quiet. They said in Winston translation, it really, don't take all that. But the Bible says he shouted all the more. I can imagine he started, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And they said, shh, don't bother him with all that. And instead of being quiet, he said, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Shh, don't bother him. Jesus, son of David, have mercy. When he cries to Jesus, that word, he cries in verse 38, that word means to cry out. It means to speak with a high, strong voice. But in verse 39, after the people tell him to be quiet, the Bible says he cried out much the more. That word is crozo, meaning to croak like a raven, to cry out loud. He gave it everything he had. No, I won't. I got a faith that won't let me quit. That's number three, and I'm done. That's the desperation of his faith. The people are telling him to quiet down. 
but he's so desperate that he really doesn't care what they're saying. They want him to calm all that down. But he is so desperate for what Jesus has and who Jesus is that it doesn't matter to him whether they like it or not because he doesn't know what they think of Jesus he doesn't know what they need from Jesus but he knows that he needs Jesus mercy and so he's not embarrassed he is not ashamed he is not deterred he is not put off he needs help. He is tired of living like this. He is tired of begging by the side of the road. He is tired of his impediment defining him. And he is ready to do what it takes to get what he needs that's the desperation of his faith. Saints, I am convinced that there are too many of us who are not desperate enough yet for what we say we need from the Lord. If we were really tired of living like we're living, if we were really tired of our impediment defining us, if we were really tired of begging by the side of life's road, then we wouldn't care whether people like it or not. We wouldn't care what people say about us or not. We wouldn't care how it looks to other people. We would cry out, Jesus! Son of David, have mercy on me. Would y'all help me close, please? Would you look at somebody and tell them, excuse me, I don't mean any harm. Come on, tell somebody, I'm not trying to get on your nerves. I'm not trying to upset you. I don't know who he is to you. I don't know what you need from him. But as for me, I'm tired of living like this and I'm desperate enough not to care. I'm just desperate enough to use what I got to get what I... Jesus! Son of David. Won't you leave Jesus alone about that? I can't. I got a faith that won't let me quit. <laughs> I got a faith that won't let me sit down. I got a faith that won't let me be quiet. Let me tell you one more thing I noticed about the man because I think there may be 
some of us in here who've got one more thing in common with him. Jesus stopped and ordered the man to be brought to him. When he came, he said, what do you want me to do for you? And he said, Lord, I want to see. Now, you got to do a word study here because the King James Version and the New International Version says, Lord, I want to see. But in the original text, the word that is used in this man's reply means more than just, I want to see. It means, I want my sight restored. That's why in the New American Standard Bible and in some other versions, it says that when Jesus asked him, what do you want? His reply was, I want to see again. That means there was a time when he could see. There was a time when his sight was clear. And through whatever happened, through whatever life circumstance, now he can't see anymore and he wants to see again. I know you can't say amen too loud. I know you can't let too many people know because you are saved and sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost. But I do believe that there are some in this sanctuary right now I do believe there are some watching right now who would be honest enough to say, Pastor, there was a time when I could see clearly. Pastor, there was a time when I knew what was ahead. Pastor, there was a time when I knew what was going on, when I could discern what the Lord was doing. Reverend, there was a time when I had my sight, but now it looks like he has taken my sight. Now I can't hardly see the road. Now I feel like I don't even know where I'm going. But Lord, I want to see again. Is there anybody here who knows that sometimes in this life, life has a way of blinding you? Sometimes in this life, life has a way of blocking your view. But is there anybody who's desperate enough to say, Lord, I want to see again? Lord, restore my vision. Lord, give me my sight back. Lord. We don't have time to play. We don't have time to pretend. Time is out for wearing the mask walking around feeling your way pretending like you can see but you and God know you ain't seen in a long time lay your pride aside 
and get desperate enough to say, Lord, I want to see again. I just want to see again. <laughs> and Jesus said, No muss, no fuss, no big show, no choir, no organ, no sanctuary. Jesus said, Receive your sign. Your faith has made you whole. The faith that wouldn't let you quit has made you whole. The faith that made you keep going when everybody else sat down has made you whole. Your faith. I have a faith that won't let me quit. The Bible says immediately, right then, he received his sight and followed Jesus, praising God. Did you hear that? Immediately, he received his sight, he followed Jesus, and he started praising God. Immediately, he received his sight, he followed Jesus, and he start praising God immediately. He received his sight. He followed Jesus. And he start, I dare you to say, Jesus, I want to see again and see what happens. Tell him what you want. Joe Tucker used to say, Jesus is on the what you want can I tell you one more thing and I promise I'll let you go I gotta get to my daughter's volleyball game but let me let me tell you one more thing immediately he received sight followed Jesus and started praising God and the very next verse and when the people saw it, they didn't let him praise God by himself. When the people saw it, they joined the man in praise. It was his miracle, but it was their praise. It was his time now, but who knows? It may be their time next. So I'm going to rejoice with you. Won't you magnify the Lord with me?
Do you feel God? Do you feel Him moving?
give you an object lesson really quickly. Let me give you an object lesson really quickly. There are those of us in this sanctuary right now who would not say it, but who are thinking, all right, musicians, that's enough. There are those of us in this sanctuary right now who would not say it, but who are thinking, all right, pastor, let's move on. Let me give you the object lesson, because that's the same thing that they were saying to that blind man. That's enough. You, you've called him long enough. You've called him loud enough. You sit down and you be quiet. And you know what he did? The Bible said he cried out all the more. Jesus is Lord. That's why our faith starts. Here is the truth. God loved the world. That is everybody without exception. He loved the world, the whole world so much that he gave his only begotten son, his unique one-of-a-kind son. That's Jesus the Christ. 
so that whosoever, that is anybody, without exception, whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That's the good news and that is the foundation of our faith, our belief that Jesus is Lord. Here's what the Bible says. Confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. Believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You shall be saved. And if you're here in this building right now and you're not sure you're saved, you're not sure where you're going to spend eternity, and listen, everybody is going to spend eternity somewhere. But you can know that you're going to spend yours with Jesus the Christ. If that's you, if you're not sure and you want to be saved today, would you just raise your hand? Somebody will come to where you are. God loves you. And you haven't been bad enough. You're not too dirty. You haven't been gone too long. And you didn't go too far. If you are breathing, you have an opportunity to get it right with God through Jesus Christ. I hear you. Pastor, let me clean a few things up. And then I'll come to him. Listen, if you could clean yourself, you wouldn't need a Savior. Everybody in here who's saved had to come through the same blood of Jesus. If that's you, if you're not sure you're saved and you're in here, slip your hand up. Somebody will come to you and explain to you how you can be saved, how you can make that confession today. If you're online, you're part of the e-congregation this morning, and you are not sure you're saved, would you put it in uh, the the uh, direct message or put it in the chat somewhere. Somebody's monitoring it right now and they will get back with you very shortly and tell you how you can be saved. That's the first call. Second call is this. Maybe you're saved already. You know where you're going to spend eternity but you know the Lord wants you in this place as your church home. If that's you, would you come? We'll slip your hand up. Somebody will come to you. How about that? If you know that the Lord wants you here, if you know you're supposed to be here, we need you here so that we can be all that God has called us to be. Just raise your hand. Somebody will come to you. If you're online, you're saved already, but you know that the Lord wants you to be a part of the Mount Calvary Nation. Just put it in the chat. Send us a direct message. Somebody will contact you shortly and get some information from you and give some to you. Everybody then is saved, and everybody is where you know you belong. And let the church say amen. So let it be. Yes, sir. What's going on, Brother Chris? You got somebody who wants to join? Come, yes, sir. Miss Kim, back in the back. Awesome. Praise God. Let me say, uh, Deacon Wortham and your and your team, Deacon Sandifer, thank you for, um, for for putting together the men's ministry picnic yesterday. Um, I understand that it was well attended and and that a good time was had. After uh, my wife's grandmother's funeral, I did not make it out, but I appreciate you all for um, I appreciate you all for carrying on carrying on with that. I look forward to great things 
from our men's ministry and our women's ministry. I'm grateful. <clears throat> Brother Hogan, while I'm thinking about it, Brother Bill Hogan, I was down with your people last week. I was at Pink Creek Regular Baptist Church in Gallipolis, Ohio. I told them, uh, I said, I am the proud pastor of Brother Bill Hogan. And they all knew who you were. This certificate of baptism certifies that Dazzling Harris was baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit on the 28th day of August 2022 at Mount Calvary Missionary Baptist Church 3375, Pastor S. N. Winston Sr. Way, Dayton, Ohio, signed Samuel N. Winston Jr. Pastor. Ms. Dazzling, God bless you and welcome. Ma'am, this is the best decision you will ever make. I promise you that. I promise you that. Good. Where's your family, Miss Harris? <laughs> Good. Congrats, y'all. Amen. Amen. It is now time for offering. Whether virtually or in-house, there are three ways to give. First is Givelify. Download the app or follow the direction. Cash app. The cash app tag is dollar sign Mount Cal MBC. That's M T C A L MBC. Or you can text to give. The number is on the screen 855 908 0710. Uh, for those giving in the building, the deacons will be at the doors as you exit and they'll be at the church till around noon or around 12 30. if everyone will remain seated until the uh, and follow the direction of the ushers. For our virtual, uh, virtual viewers, Mountain Media has a video following the benediction. Please continue watching. Please stand and pray.
for worshiping virtually with us today. We look forward to being able to worship together in person soon. Until then, in the words of Pastor